What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 37. Bam! Dang! Woo. 37? We're on a roll! Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are new to the channel, we are a weekly internet YouTube Star Wars talk show. Basically, once a week, we like to go out to Chatsworth, sit in a closet, and get sweaty for Star Wars. So if you want to get sweaty on Star Wars with us each week, make sure to like this video and hit subscribe. And to the returning sweaties out there to our show, we sweat with you. We sweat with you. Thank you. We sweat with you. May the sweat be, be with, with you. you. This is the second week to enter our latest giveaway. If you want to win a Stolen Plans t-shirt or a Twin Suns t-shirt, all you have to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment with the hashtag Stolen Plans or hashtag Twin Suns. We're giving out one shirt to each fan. So we're giving out two total shirts. To two fans. It's a little confusing. You get it. You get it. If I get it, you get it. So remember, all you got to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment with the hashtag Stolen Plans if you want this t-shirt, or the hashtag Twin Sons if you want that t-shirt. But I was thinking maybe we sweeten that pot. What do you think? Sweeten the pot? Sweeten the pot. Wait, more than the shirts? You guys like Black Series figures? I mean, this show is called Black Series Rebels. We have two Janna Solo 6-inch Black Series figures that we are going to throw in with both t-shirts. Who? Uh, Janna Solo. She was a fan's choice poll winner. EU? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know. But you guys are going to love that figure. It's super cool. So if you want to win a, well, either a Stolen Plan shirt or a Twin Sun shirt, all you got to do is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave a comment, hashtag Twin Suns or hashtag Stolen Plans, and we are going to throw in a six-inch Black Series Janisola figure. Boom. Dang, son. You how's, nailed it. How's that for copy read, baby? You nailed it. They can't see it, but there's a huge board with just all there that. Isn't. No, there isn't. I'm you literally trying to remember that. Right now. Also, guys, make sure you don't miss next week's episode. Next week's episode... We're going to be announcing the next two collectible action figure Woo! pins. The next two. And not only that, we're going to give you guys the information and the sweet, sweaty details on how you might be able to get your hands on our last week's live show at a shop called Quest Exclusive Proto Scum Pin. You're not going to want to miss next All week's episode. All the details episode. are coming next week. Get ready because these pins that are coming are easily... One of them is the most requested pin. The other one is like... Not going to see it coming. Not going to see it coming. Woo! Hey, Steve! Yeah, Alex? Now that we've talked their ears off about giveaways and merchandise and subscribing and blasting that like button, what do you say we take it to... This Week in Star Wars News! Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars news? Oh, I don't know. How about uh, we did a live show? We did do a live show. And all of our awesome, amazing fans came pouring in. <laughs> it was kind of overwhelming, I think, for the two of us. And like, right? really like, wow. Like, <laughs> like humbling? Really humbling, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we maybe we made the mistake of recording our episode that came out after the live show before we did the live show. Because I feel like last week we're kind of like, you guys came, thanks. Yeah. No, you guys, you guys came. Like, you really came. Like, we had, we had some folks lining up at three? I mean, I don't know, man. I've been performing on stage for, I'm going to be 36, so almost 20 years I've been performing. Yeah. Plays, stand-up, movies, commercial, whatever. You've been the same thing. I mean, you've been performing in Hollywood, in L.A., 
Yeah, the I mean, part I, of ten years, once a week at least. Yeah, almost twelve years. Yeah, yeah. doing comedy and. LA every week, sometimes yeah. two, three times a week. So I've never felt the way I felt after that show. So like, thank you guys. Yeah, it was weird because we don't normally get a reception like that as performers in Los Angeles. Yeah. Usually it's very like, oh, here are these guys trying to be actors, trying to be funny. Or it's like, babe, like, please, can you come and can you bring like five of your friends? And like, I just, I need people to fill the seats. And then like, they go please. like, they go like, that was fun. Great. That was fun afterwards. And you know they're lying to you. And you know they were you miserable. Just put them through like torture. <laughs> but it was crazy because I think just in general, I feel like the vibe of the audience was they kind of didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. when we started. And just to be able to play the games and have our great guests, those great interviews like Okatrina was amazing. Kiff Vandenhuvel, Alex Rubens, Ash Crossan came yeah. and introduced us. Like, and you guys are all going to get to see that. We're currently cutting the episode, yeah. so. We're hoping we'll get it out there very soon. We're hoping by the end of the month, you know, this one has to be really solid. Yeah. We want really to put our best foot forward. We want, plus we want the people that weren't able to go to get a chance to see what it was like to actually be there. But I have to tell you, man, there were two moments, and I'll get cheesy here, right? I'll, there were two moments that really got me, like, choked up a little bit one was when we sat down mm -hmm. and we did our stupid what's going on guys i'm alex and we had to hold for applause yeah. breaks <laughs> i was like that stupid thing is what i mean but like in my head i was sort of like boy i really hope they really dig on that what's going on guys i'm alex <laughs> and i'm steve right and then i think the last one was just there was a story of a of Marvin and Daniel. Marvin is it Marvin Daniel? Marvin, and, Marvin Dan and Daniel. I was so touched by their story. I didn't ask the kid's name. I'm the worst like dude in the world, and he's probably watching right now. So I now I now know Marvin and Daniel and Daniel. And if I screwed up and it's not Daniel, I'm so I hope sorry. It's like, I hope but, it's like, like it really meant a lot to us I guys. It's, I hope it's Mervin and like like Denny, <laughs> and they're like these jerks. But they, you know, they told us a little story how he surprised his his little, his little one, his little brother, I think. his little yeah, brother. Um, Basically, he was like, come on, Daniel, I got to go do my taxes. You know, I got to be there at 6.30, come on. And, and Daniel was like, I don't want to go do taxes. Like, come on, Saturday night. Yeah. Like, what? I don't want to go. And, like, he ended up surprising him and brought him to our show. And he was really stoked. And he got his proto-scum pin and yeah. some stickers and stuff. Yeah, it was it was crazy, guys. Like, And, and we just, like, thank you. We're still on a high front. We it. really are. Like, we really can't believe it. It, it just was, uh, it was, it was really rad. Yeah, uh, we're nothing special, no. right? Like, we're two nerds who talk about Star Wars, and in that's it. In a closet. It. In a closet. Like, yeah. quite literally a closet. But seeing you guys there, smiling, laughing, getting sweaty, really cheering us on, it makes this dumb little thing feel worth it. Yeah. So, we appreciate it. We're going to do more. We're yes. going to do a lot more of these. We are. There's going to be a lot more exclusive pins, a lot more fun stuff, but we'll get that one cut. And we'll just try to make it to damn Han Solo before exhausting <laughs> ourselves of any amount of funny that we actually have. Now, with that being said, hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's really going on this week in Star Wars news? Oh, I don't know. You know my boy, Johnny Favs? Johnny Favs? Johnny Favaro? Johnny Favaro. John Favaro, the man, the myth. He's just the man. He's not a myth. Uh, it was announced today that Mr. Favaro will be executive producing and writing the Star Wars live-action television series Woo! that will be premiering on the Disney streaming 
service. Woo! What, Johnny Fox? Current mood stoked. Yeah. I believe we could check this in the prediction column. I'm pretty sure. I think two weeks ago we said Johnny Fobbs is going to do the live action TV show. Because I remember saying, does he do TV? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does TV. And we went, all right, I'm sold. So I think we can check that as confirmed from Black Series Rebels. Now we're obviously, we're where you go to to get breaking Star Wars news. We're the only show that records a show four days before they actually release it. (laughs) We're hot scoops. Hot scoops here, hot scoops. But one of the other interesting things in this press release is it mentions about how um, it's going to be a great opportunity uh, for new um, and diverse voices to kind of get an opportunity on this series um, with John. Well, I mean, again, like, just like the Game of Thrones announcement, I think people were a little disheartened. Not, not I think, I know people were a little disheartened to see Disney announce on International Women's Day of all, of all times to announce another white male director yeah. helming a Star Wars thing. Now, I do think this is a smidge different because he's producing and he's going to be writing. And they're making it very clear in that press release, this is an opportunity to change that narrative. Yeah. Now, I brought this up a little bit on the Game of Thrones thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing we have to always remember before we get super fired up is the timing. Like, Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy, they probably don't know what's trending on Twitter at any given time. They probably don't know that it's International Women's Day and they don't understand that that's a tone death announce. Now, public relations does, hence why that press release is very clear about diverse voices. But what was that day was a shareholders meeting. Mm-hmm. Have you know you noticing a trend here? Shareholders meetings are when they're announcing stuff like this. It's where this. you trot out your ponies. It's this where you is, like get the names that the shareholders who are I'm just going to say it. 99% of them are out of touch, rich, old white men. Yeah. They're with a lot of money. They're shareholders. And should that change? It should yes. absolutely change. Yes. But what Bob Iger and what Kathleen Kennedy need to do is they need to trot out horses' names that these people are going to keep going, I need to keep my investment. Yes. Because I don't know if you guys know, Disney stock took a bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. With the announcement of Comcast going after, I think it was Sky News mm-hmm. in England. Well, they made a play for Fox. The, the Fox deal. So their their stock was struggling. Mm-hmm. So this announcement has so much less to do with you're getting new Star Wars stuff as much as it has to do new Star Wars stuff on our streaming service. With the guy that just made us a ton of dough on Jungle Book. And oh, by the way... He basically started the Marvel franchise. Exactly. So I think it's if you take a step back and you look at it just from a business numbers perspective, the announcement makes sense. Is it tone deaf? Absolutely. A thousand percent. But I just think it's always important to get all the perspective before we start yelling at each other. Because, I mean, we got it today a little bit. Like, I, I, I Ash Crossan. Once, when I see Ash Crossan tweeting like, man, on International Women's Day... I stop and I take notice because Ash is our friend. I never want anyone to feel like they're any less important to the Star Wars community. Everybody is as important as everybody else and everybody deserves to be represented. I think that this show, this is the step getting there. I think Handmaid's Tale, I think it's Reed Reed Moreno or Morano. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name. She's for sure. I think so. She's for sure. I think that's the next big announcement. The next big announcement is she will be directing... If not the pilot, 
like three of the te first ten episodes. I like, agree. Because, again, look at the announcement. Live action streaming service. You get the director that is directing episodes for the hottest streaming service show, which is Handmaid's Tale. I mean, the, 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 it's all there, right? It's all coming. And I think this is a really exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Like, holy shit. I think you might also see, and forgive me, I don't know her name, but uh, she was Ryan Coogler, cinematographer on Black Panther. Oh, for sure. I, I wouldn't be yep. surprised if you start to hear like her name come out and, and be involved with it. And so. I would, but I think she'll go right to the, the movies. Mm. Like, she's killing it. I mean, Black Panther's a fantastic fantastic movie oh and it's shot beautifully. <laughs> i know i was i, I went to rewatch it and i was like oh my god and honestly coogler could come yeah. in and do some of this television th th i mean this really th my guess would be is that the brilliance of this idea is we've had some trouble with directors in the past we have guess what they're gonna come we do? got a farm league now we got the farm league that doesn't mean tv working in tv no. is any less important but what this is is this is a totally structured you got three weeks you shoot you cut you edit you get you deliver mm -hmm. and we put it out there like these these episodes but imagine also how appealing it is to some directors who are like man i don't know if i want to dedicate three or four years to my life to doing the a highest big pressure Star Wars movie and then having to go do the press and all of that. I can come in and direct an hour of television of that and get to yeah, play in that world for and sure. get in and get out and not have to deal with a lot of the stress and and expectations for that come up with the big movies. Like that's also going to be really alluring to directors. I think this is I think we're going to start seeing all of them. They're all going to start dipping their feet in the Star Wars pond because who wouldn't yeah. We're going to get a lot of really great, diverse choices. Disney doesn't just write that in a press release because they're worried about Twitter backlash. Like, they just, they don't care. Like, it's really hard, and I think it's important for Star Wars fans and fans in general to take a step back and just remember that Disney's a huge fucking corporation. Like, they're not our buddies. They're not listening to us all of the time. That doesn't mean don't be loud and don't be vocal and don't have opinions. All of that should be welcome and is welcome, at least in our corner of Star Wars fandom. But I think it's really important to remember that like this Favs deal is probably like six months old. Yeah. <laughs> it's just now getting to the press release. They're already, I think, homie, Mr. Filoni Homie oh. Filoni is already involved. I think Filoni in is involved in this 100. percent I yeah. think that. Uh, Haven't you wonder why there's no talk of the new animated show? Like, for all we know, um, Jennifer Murrow from Forces of Destiny is coming in and taking over mm -hmm. the next animated series. Filoni will move to live action, and they will start just casting the net. That's what I hope. Yeah, no, I, I think Filoni absolutely, and again, we talk about shareholder meetings and things like that. I think that, you know, look, we love Filoni. We all do out there in fandom, but if Bob Iger was to go in there and say Dave Filoni, let's be real, a lot of the shareholders are going to be like, who? Who? And I think that this is a great way for him to get his shot and get his opportunity working with Favreau and the rest of this team, and then after that, being able to then take to the next tier. Like... You know, you're constantly working for that next gig in this town. And yeah. I think that Filoni, while he has proven himself, 
I think that, you know, he's still got it. He's still he's still getting at bats, you know, and he's getting up there and he's getting those shots. Yeah, I mean, I'm not drinking the Filoni Kool-Aid as much. And I don't mean that as a derogatory. Like, if you yeah. like Dave Filoni, you're drinking some Kool-Aid. He's a fantastic Star Wars storyteller. I just, how quickly we forget that still, like, 40% of Rebels episodes are kind of okay. And, like... The first three seasons of Clone Wars are rough. So, like, he's not perfect. And no storyteller is perfect. But I do think this is a great opportunity for him to take everything that he's learned telling Star Wars story in the animated space, bring it in with Favs, get exciting directors like Reed Moreno, mm -hmm. the cinematographer from Black Panther, get Ryan Coogler in there, get... I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There are so many great, talented people out there that can come in and really crush it in stars. I'm still on that Kathleen Bigelow train. Oh, yeah. I'm still like, oh, my gosh, get Kathleen Bigelow in to direct a Star Wars. I mean, imagine if this is all about the resistance or the rebellion. What if it's a total boots on the ground? Like, I almost wouldn't be surprised if we got a boots on the ground empire kind of story. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know we kind of get that with Finn's storyline, but I mean, like, no, legitimate, like, characters that you actually root for and actually like, but they're in Imperial outfits, and you're, like, you, you well, sympathize with but them. But, I mean, that's Clone Wars in a weird way, yeah. a little bit. Like, that's kind of, and, and that's, again, there's a reason why people love Clone Wars. There's a reason why people love dressing up like troopers. This opens it all up. And a lot of people are talking about, like, oh, are we going to see Vader? Are we going to see Luke? Are we going to see this one? No. I don't think you're going to see any of that. There'll be some of it, but not much. This is now, this is the time where they break Star Wars wide open. This is how, it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it'll be a looming thing like it was in Rebels, and then eventually they made the character more prominent in, the, like, Vader. They'll pop in. I think absolutely, it has to. It's in the world, but I don't, we're not getting please the Vader don't go in it. expecting a story arc that's Vader, and all of a sudden, Ahsoka Jedi Ahsoka, and... and and Sabine are there or anything like that. Like, it's going to be a new chapter that with new characters and it's going to, like you said, it's just going to break the world up even more. It's going to break it open even wider. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. This was a great chunk of news to wake up to. I think what Favreau did with the MCU is next to impossible. I mean... It's not just him. How many of us, when, when it was announced that they were doing an Iron Man movie, went, Why are, what? Why are they doing an and Iron And on top Man of that... Movie? When they said, we're going to do a Captain America, a Thor, and it's going to lead up to a superhero movie where they're all in it together called The Avengers. And we all went, oh, that never works. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. We're like, team-up movies are terrible. It worked. And that's Favreau. That's Favs, Kevin Feige, all of the amazing people at Marvel working together, broadening their scope and making it happen. And I think that that's what Lucasfilm is going to do with this TV show. I think it's what they're going to start doing with these trilogies. I think there's something happening here. And we're going to have to separate ourselves from what we know and expect from Star Wars. And that's really hard. It is hard. For think, Star Wars fans to I do. And I think that's what Last Jedi was setting us up for, too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're a nobody. Let the past die. Let the past die. Let's like, move forward. For let's all, learn from it and let's apply it, but let's move forward. For all we know, episode nine is going to end the Skywalker saga. The TV show and both trilogies will all intertwine. And it will now be like a crazy 
cinematic universe. Yeah. For all we know. Again, I don't know. But I just think it's important to temper expectations and just let the announcements happen. Again, I really, I always want to reiterate this because sometimes things can get taken out of context. I want to reiterate. We're very sarcastic and that can be taken out of context. Yes, we're sometimes. very sarcastic and people can get sensitive on the internet. I think it's really important. We hear you. We hear that there needs to be more diversity. And it's very easy for two white gentlemen to be like, what's the big deal? That's, we don't, we totally recognize the big Absolutely. deal. We're just trying to say, like, as hard as it is, let's do our best to give the benefit of the doubt because John Favreau is an amazing storyteller. And that press release about diversity of filmmakers, they don't put that in unless they're going to back it it's up. It's carefully worded. It's very carefully worded. It's, it's all it's coming. coming, guys. I got the feeling. It's, it's coming. coming now. I got faith. It's coming. Uh, next up in the news. Well, uh, Solo's around the corner. And the Lucasfilm team for Solo has teamed up with a few companies uh, for some interesting marketing. Uh, they've teamed up with Nissan. They've teamed up with... Which is a standard which now. Which is a standard. They've teamed up with eSurance, uh, which That's I was like, boring. interesting. But hey, get your Nissan Rogue and get some eSurance with it, I guess. I don't know. Is insurance car insurance? I don't know. I just assumed it was electronic internet insurance that you yeah. could get, like, all of that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I have to have it now. It's Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry, Geico. Sorry, Mercury. <laughs> Although, thanks for the help with the Santa Fe. Yeah. Um, not only are they teaming up with those two, they're also teaming up with uh, General Mills Cereal Company. Uh, Typical. So you'll probably see some, you know, some yummy new cereals, yes, maybe. Yes, sir. Uh, and they're going to be teaming up with Solo Red Cups, of course. Naturally. But I think our favorite team-up promotion marketing thing mm -hmm. that's going on here is they have teamed up with Denny's. And they have come up with an entire new menu, all based on the Solo. That's no Star moon Wars over franchise. my hammies. That is no... <laughs> You're welcome. That's no moon... Over my hammies. Um, and our buddy, uh, well, Mr. Matt Martin. Ugh, I don't know if he's our buddy. I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> Anyways, kind of ruining Star he Wars. He was tweeting about how he got to approve the entire menu and that it was the highlight of his career. Well, we're stoked. And this is an open invitation to the this entire... This isn't an invitation. We challenge you, We challenge Matt Martin. Matt Martin and whatever story group or Lucasfilm employees want to go to Denny's with us, we will drive up to San Francisco and we will do a late night... Midnight, Denny's extravaganza on us. We'll order the entire menu and we'll have like a little sampler. We'll Guy Fieri this shit. We'll jump to hyperspace. You taking us to Flavortown? Dude, set, set coordinates for Flavortown. Punch it, <laughs> Chewy. That's what we're doing. So let us know if you uh, accept the challenge, Matt Martin. That's no moons over my hammy. That's, no, that's no moon over my hammy. Or, um,. Uh, what are some other great Grand Slam? Grand Moff Slam! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I'm just here. Leave cash. in the comments what you guys think some of the menu items are going to be. Name, named. I'll tell you what, the best solo menu item name gets a shout out on the next show. In the comments, tell us your best. So if it's got to be better than that's no moon over my hammy or Grand Moff Slam. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Ain't going to happen. Just made those up right now. Solid. Too funny. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, sort of the last big piece of news this week, Alex, uh, you know, we kind of talked about Dave Filoni for a second. Um, Rebels has come to an end. We got our, like, how long was it? Like a two-hour, hour and a half series finale? It was long. Yeah. 
It was, it was long. long. I watched it live, guys, it for was the an, first it was, time. It was a 22-minute episode and a 45-minute episode when you take away all the commercial breaks. And all that that was a lot of toys that are all have to do with farting in between on my Disney XD app. Was or, it really? Not Disney XD app, but man, there was like, pull my finger. There were these weird squishy things that made fart noises they were selling. <laughs> there were like these weird little things that looked like eraser toppers that back in the day when I went to school, you'd put in a little coin slot and get a little eraser like berry or something to put now on your like pencil. Now it's like a Toys R Us toy. This, now this thing's like in full pack bubble packaging and it's like, they're called poopies. And it's like, throw the little... You know, poop emoji into a toilet and flush the toilet. I was, I was dying. My wife looked over at me while she was watching the Bachelor, Bachelor uh, series finale. You know you're in trouble when you're getting high roaded by someone watching the Bachelor. <laughs> like if someone watching the Bachelor is like, "What crap are you watching over there?" That's when you know you're watching garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to the main news of it all. Uh, Rebels has ended series finale. Um, it was like almost an hour and a half long. And what'd you think, man? Thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was action-packed. I mean, it was a lot of pew-pewing going on. A lot of pew-pewing going on. I love that it was all Ezra. I love... I mean, that's very awesome and cheeky of Filoni to have the space whales end up being, like, super clutch. Like, that's pretty funny. Um, Mart coming through clutch. That was dope. Mart... Honestly, that was my favorite part, just because Mart could have saved Kanan, and he didn't, and Mart was willing to fly in and save the day. Mart finally got his head on straight. Uh, I thought it was great, dude. I thought it was really fun. I didn't like it as much as some of the more like peak episodes of Rebels, like Twilight of the Apprentice or Twin Sons, um, or even the Siege of Lothal, Siege of Lothal, the little mini series mm. they did with like Ahsoka the first time we meet Ahsoka and all that good stuff. Like, I, I think it it was a little like it felt a little like maybe we didn't quite know exactly. How to end this? A little bit. I don't know. I'm. It's just me. And what I mean by that is like the like Wonder Years thing at the end. No, American Graffiti. American it's Graffiti. Totally George Lucas, man. <laughs> yeah, as cool as it is, right? Like, but it's meant for high school movies. It's a little <laughs> like I hung out on Lethal and Zeb became a real estate agent, and you know, Hera went off to fight it's like battles. The end of yeah, it's like a very like uh, it's fun. It's a very coming of age like. Look, that moment with Ahsoka popping out of nowhere. It's cool. In full Jedi garb and like. Not 17. even. That's more than that. There's some. Oh, I think, there's way more to it. In fact, I read an article today where people. Uh, I think Jermaine Lucer did an interview with with Filoni and was like, "What's the deal? What's going on?" And Filoni's like, "You know, I like to share a lot of stuff with the fans and things like that, but you know." I'm not quite sure where I want to go with it in the future yet, and there's some ideas I've got, and I don't want to put it out there and get the fan expectations up to then change my yeah. mind creatively. But uh, he's like, yeah, she's got that staff, and people are speculating if it's some special saber staff and this and that. And he's like, look, yeah, they, we do, like. He's like that shot, especially of her all the way down to the way her, the way her 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 face tilts, everything was uh, was was um, intentional, and they spent a lot of time. Getting it right. Getting that right. That's the, I mean, that's the best part, but I also go, oh, man, like, why'd you end on that? Like, I want to know what happens next. Like, but again, I thought it was, I thought it was groovy. It was, it was great for a Rebels series finale. Yeah, I think for me, as someone who didn't really watch Rebels week to week, and um, especially in this latest, you know, last season, I really kind of, for the most part, stayed on watching it and caught caught up. Um, You know, I felt like, Ezra's uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched the, sh- the episode, 
Uh, Too late now. I, I felt like Ezra's um, sacrifice felt the same as like a week prior or two weeks Kanan's, prior with Kanan. Kanan so yeah. it just didn't and feel it, I, like it's Maybe that's the me. point. Maybe that's the point is that he's learning from his master and he does it like again to say to he, he understands that his sacrifice is for a higher cause. Maybe that's the whole lesson of the show is that it's it's but then again I go I don't really like But then I go do Kanan at the end of the before the break and let us go out on Kanan passing you know sacrificing himself. Let's go on the mid-season break going well, what happened, what I, and that's exactly what you were saying earlier. Yeah. So, like, and then let's pick up. It felt like that way enough time had passed. But with this one, for me personally, I didn't feel like enough time had passed between sort of that sacrifice and this sacrifice. Yeah, maybe it's like one or two more episodes really sort of establishing that the Empire's doing something at this temple. It's extremely important. I thought all the Palpatine stuff was really cool. Oh, yeah. All that stuff was great. And the more I talk about it, the more I like the finale. Like right now, I'm liking it more as we talk about it. But I think just in general, I was so hyped. I was like, oh my gosh, all these people saw it. This was like the most amazing thing ever. Then I watched it like, yeah, that's a Rebels series finale. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that tripped me out was, is I guess I'm just a dummy, or maybe I happened to look up and watch The Bachelor or something in the middle of it was, uh, you and I had a conversation yesterday or earlier in the week, and I was going, you know, I just don't understand, what was Palpatine trying to get from Ezra in that scene in the, the sort of yeah. holograph, hologramish sort of hallway with his parents and that, and he was trying to get him to put his hand on the thing. Um, I, I, just, I was like, what is he trying to gain, what is he trying to get from this? And you were like... He's trying to unlock the door. The door. He's to trying the, to get in there into yeah. the time gate. Which I was like, oh, see, now I need to go back and watch it again. But. Which he destroyed the gate. Yeah. So that, like that, oh, great. I love that they were like, nope. Just kidding. <laughs> it's gone. Great. But we got Ahsoka back. We did get Ahsoka back. And we kind of have Ezra back, too, in a weird way. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I think in general, like, I dug it. Uh, um, I'm going to rewatch Rebels, I think, in, in the next couple weeks. I'm going to start it from top to bottom and see if I can really dive in and see what people really love about it. Because again, I don't want to be like the naysayer. I, I don't want to... I mean, most of the time you were like, Steve, you got to watch it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really great to have these little mini adventures to get your little Star Wars kick. Yeah. And I think that's... I think I bought in a little bit to the super hype and excitement of the super rebel sweaties. And I was like, it's coming. It's going to go down. And then when it happened, I was like, oh yeah. That's how every Rebel season finale always kind of... I never had a Rebel season finale where I went, oh my God, what happens? Even the Twilight of the Apprentice was like, dope, super cool. We'll see. Like I never was... It's never been like a Breaking Bad or Stranger Things sure. or Game of Thrones or... But dude, I saw people on the internet that like were like crying throughout yeah. the episode. And like, that's like, I'm not going to make fun of you. I, like you love that thing that much and that's you felt awesome. that. Then... Filoni and the rest of the crew on on Rebels, they did, did they? their job. Totally. You know, and, and kudos to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm never going to be one here to criticize art. That's no. not, it's not why I'm here. I'm here to have fun and talk Star Wars. So, like, man, it was cool. I'm excited to see what that whole crew does next. I really am. Me too. Is that it for news this That's week? That's pretty much it for news this week. Oh, by the way, no, one last thing. Mark Hamill finally got his star on The Walking Fame. All Fade. right, it was great. I'll tell you what, though, man. George Lucas and Harrison Ford put about an effort of minimum five, <laughs> a negative five to, for those yeah. welcoming speeches. Yeah, when the, the uh, guy, when the guy at the Chamber of Hollywood Commerce has like a very lovely prepared little speech. And George and Lucas George is, is like, kind of just winging it. I want a farm boy. Long pauses. Want a guy from a farm. 
And he did it. Great job. <laughs> and then he just like turned around and walked off. It was hilarious. And then Harrison was like, you've made quite a career yourself. Yeah, there's more people at my walk fame star. Which was funny. I still loved him though. It was all great. But like, let's be real. Like they were like, ugh. And then Mark did his little like Jedi meditation pose with the his star. <laughs> It was funny. That was cool. I will tell you this. The best part is I was streaming it while I was at the gym and something happened to the stream where it kept repeating like every 20 seconds. It would repeat like two second chunks for like five seconds. And I got it right when he said, may the force be with you and did the Joker laugh. That was like a record skip. <laughs> went, may the force be with you. Ah, 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 may the force be with you. Ah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is obnoxious. I took my headphones out. I was like, oh, that's pretty great. But I'm I'm stoked, man. Good for Mark Hamill. That's that's gotta feel really good, dude, to get acknowledgement like that. Especially too, like listen, Harrison had quite the career oh, he's after the, Star Wars. He is the biggest movie star movie star top Na- grossing. He's not the top grossing anymore. I think now oh. The Rock has surpassed him. Oh. But that's because Harrison didn't live in a time where you were making nine franchise movies. Yeah. Like, it's He started imp- franchise he movies. He started franchise movies, and then, like, you know, imagine if they were doing Indiana Jones now. You'd have nine fucking Indiana Jones movies in three years. It's true. You'd have... It's true. Imagine if he was... Like, like Daisy Ridley's gonna top Harrison Ford in no time. Yeah. Because all the Star Wars movies she's gonna do. Yeah. But it, it's nice to see Mark... Get recognition for a good career. Oh, man, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I think a lot of people at first were like, man, how come he didn't already have his star, you know? And I kind of think this makes it more special. I think it makes it more special, and I do think people need to also remember that the studios buy these. Yeah. So, like... It is a tourism thing. Yeah, it's not that cool. (laughs) Like, Mark Hamill, I guarantee you he appreciates it. He also does not care. Like, in a, in a weird way, he's probably like, that's cool, man. Cool. Awesome. I don't know. I think he thinks it's cool. I know he thinks... Yeah. I, I, maybe, maybe, I don't want to... I'm not saying... I don't, think, I don't think Mark Hamill's flippant about it. Sure. But I don't think Mark Hamill was, like, checking his watch. Going, when am I going to get my Ex- star? Exactly. Like, I don't think it was... like on. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So, and I would say the reason why Mark hasn't gotten his star like Harrison is that... It wasn't until Disney bought Star Wars that a studio that's going to champion the character of Luke Skywalker reappeared. Like, Warner Brothers Animation wasn't about to be like, he kills it as the Joker. Let's get him a star. Get him in there. On the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, I thought it was great, man. I'm stoked for him. It was great for all the Star Wars fans that got to go out there and support him. I was working out at the gym about 10 minutes away. I felt the love, though. I felt the love. They closed down the street, actually. They did. Yeah, I they saw. kept it closed down from the Oscars still. So the, awesome. they filled that whole block right there out front of the El Cap. Pretty cool. Very cool. That's it this week, bud. I think we should end on a nice little chunk of news. Yeah. Keep this week mellow. For all our fans that have been watching these long ass episodes we've been putting out, let's keep it mellow. Uh, we're going to be back next week with another full fledged thing. Cisco will be back, so we'll be zooming in and it'll be back more to a traditional show. But until then, with that being said, may the force. Be with with you. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.